everybody, and welcome to the show. I couldn't be happier to bring you today my friend, the most awesome, in my opinion, plastic surgeon to the stars, or at least of Tampa Bay, Dr. Deepak Naidu. Say hello to everybody. Hey, Sharon. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, I'm so happy you're here because I talk about you more than you know. Well, that is very flattering. And, you know, it has actually been a while since with the social distancing, we've not been to any networking events in actually probably months, but it feels like years. Well, it has been years. When you finally, when I finally got the invite to the white party, I couldn't go. <laughs> and this year it was um, not possible to have the party. So uh, maybe we we'll just do a Zoom meeting and invite everybody to join. Yeah, we'll all wear white. Exactly. And just, you know, I actually have some friends who set up a, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but they're really big into, you know, the club scene. So they set up a, you know, rave in their living room because that was part of their thing that they do with their friends. And they did a Zoom tele-rave. So. Well, that's not crazy because the first week I did the show, I hired a DJ and oh, an planner and we had a dance party. Okay. And, I, you know, if we had more of an urban environment, you can do what people do in Miami or New York where there'd be a DJ set up on their balcony and then the entire building or neighborhood will get this awesome <laughs> So, yeah, more on it. If I sat here with my ranch house, it would just be weird. Yeah. All right. Your neighbors would come over. And, you know, we're good. I love them, but, you know. You might get some red and blue lights in the background, too, from the police coming by to maybe turn down your show. Yeah. That was not part of the display. Right. And now that you know, because you went from, like, condo living to the homeowner, um, you're you have a different experience yourself. Yeah, I, it's really funny because I've been living in a condo for 13 years when I first moved to Tampa, and this is my foray into home ownership. It's a whole new thing. I have to do things like mow the yard, which is you know a new concept. It's, I haven't done that since high school. Um, there's always something around to you know do, and you can never keep the place clean because it's a little bit more square footage, and with two dogs, they're always tracking in stuff. So. Right. Uh, but it's been great for space. We've never had this much space before. So, no, it's uh, awesome. Well, I'm so happy for you. Thank you I, so much. You know, I, I just assumed because I knew about your condo living, I would be jealous because we're always jealous of what we don't have. Um, you know, you were in this cool little area and your building was super cool. And then um, when I heard you moved, I just assumed you went to the condo. Yeah, different condo, right? <laughs> it's like, well, I went from condo A and just went up two floors or something to the exact same. I would have done that. I, that. That could have happened. It's perfectly reasonable. Right. Well, um, I'm so happy you're here. So one of the reasons I couldn't wait to put you on the show was, well, for a few reasons, you know, your neighbor down the hallway in your office. Oh, yeah, is Dr. Saeed. What? Dr. Saeed, yeah. I love him. My mother loves him. He's, he's a super cool guy. I mean, for somebody to be able to, like, you know, just carry that personality, and he really enjoys his job, you can tell. Oh, definitely. And you are the same. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on because I missed you. And I also just think that not enough people know about you. And you're my favorite. And anytime anybody asks me, who's the best plastic surgeon in Tampa Bay? I always say Dr. Deepak Knight. I'll never not say anything else. And it's especially because our mutual friend, Ed, yep. he told me about you four or five years ago. Yeah, it was probably four years ago. Yeah. And then we had lunch. 
And I was like, oh, everything Ed said about you was true, that you are the nicest plastic surgeon he's oh, ever been. Yeah, just again, super cool guy. So yeah. he's, he's really good at you know, connecting people. So I, I think that was one of the things that you, just, you enter that world and then you're, you're on a roller coaster. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're in the Ed, the Ed Vortex and the yeah, Dr. Yeah. Vortex. Well, the circle, uh, the district actually, right? Yes, the district, yes. You're in the so, district. Yeah, the district, super cool, super chic. Oh, Ed is so fashion forward, mm-hmm. isn't he? Like he's yeah. so, like the beard and the working out and the pictures, oh, we love Ed. Okay, anyway, we're not talking about Ed anymore. We love you, Ed, though. You got a big old shout out on this and don't think I'm not going to tag your ass. So you are a plastic surgeon. You are more than a plastic surgeon. Some things I want everybody to know about is that this man runs just as much as Dr. Lara does. And every time I see his Instagram, I get to see how much he's run. And I'm like, wow, you you run fast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you know, I always tell people that in times of stress, you need to have some sort of escape, something to kind of take your mind off everything else. So, I mean, for me, it's turned out to be running, which is great because you get outside, you get the fresh air. If you just go for a walk, I mean, just to get out of your house for a little while and just think of something else and uh, enjoy the, you know, the scenery and enjoy the view, enjoy the music that you're listening to. I, yeah, I mean, if I can do it every couple days, I, I'm now basically running five days a week um, just because everything okay. else. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, gyms are closed and you have some time and you always kind of devote, dedicate time in your schedule to have some exercise. I mean, for me, that's, that's always been a lifesaver. Yeah. And um, I love that you brought that up because we do need to, this is May, so it's Mental Health Month. And I say it on the podcast as my introduction. And for the show, I want everybody to know, I wrote a book about mental health. So it's super important. And I think that you knowing that we have a lot of stress in our lives, especially you as a surgeon, you need some outlet. And I think that that's great that you're doing that. So tell the audience about what it's been like since COVID-19 happened to your office and then working at the VA? Well, like you said, it's kind of different for every profession. And, you know, every, you know, every person is different too, based on their job. So for me, you know, having a private practice, which is purely, you know, elective procedures, once this became a concern that it was spreading, we elected to close our office in March before, you know, any sort of recommendations were made, just because we didn't want people to put themselves inadvertently at risk and in the industry where we see people and we see a lot of people come through, then potentially we could spread something and not know about it. So we closed in March. Uh, we just reopened this past Monday. Um, Congrats, because, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Because we were able to see how the state responded and how Tampa Bay responded to this virus. And there are parts of Florida that are still you know, under risk for further spread. And for whatever reason, we've been fortunate in Tampa Bay that the resources we have that are available have been able to keep things in check. Um, again, not saying that it's gone, but so far the hospitals haven't been overwhelmed. Um, we're still able to care for our patients. And I think, you know, coming back into the uh, post-COVID world, we are doing things like, you know, making sure that nobody crosses paths during their appointments. There's 30-minute gaps in between before when somebody leaves before the next person comes in so we can clean the office and sterilize surfaces. And again, just working limited hours to put ourselves at less risk of getting exposed to something too. Now and that's- you have somebody else on your team working there with you. You have a- nurse My assistant, Raquel. 
Uh, she's a esthetician, a licensed esthetician. Okay. So, yeah, and she has a family too that she needs to think about. And we were both being very conscientious about not doing anything that's going to hurt anyone. So, yeah. uh, again, finally we felt comfortable with reopening. So we're excited to be back. Right. But you never stopped working because you also work at the VA. Tell everybody yeah. about that. So, you know, nobody thinks of plastic surgeon working at the VA, like, what are you doing there? That is, you know, the government's paying for. But keep in mind, plastic surgery is also reconstructive surgery and also hand surgery. So we see patients with a lot of issues, we see chronic issues like arthritis in the hands, um, you know, fractures, you break a bone. You know, facial plastic surgery includes skin cancer management, uh, chronic wounds. And, you know, the population at the VA is an older population. They're mostly retired. So you're seeing things that, over lifetime exposure to the sun, they're gonna have skin cancers and they're gonna have other issues. And especially if you're debilitated, you know, there may be wounds that I need to help manage. There's, there's a bunch of different things we do there other than cosmetic, which is you know, always fun too. Yeah. So, and how long have you been at the VA? This is coming up on 10 years. Uh, yeah. I started there right after my residency. I actually did my USF, uh, went to USF for my plastic surgery residency. And one of the rotations was at Bayfine VA. And, it's a great place. It's where you, it's a, it's a kind of a communal family sort of atmosphere because it's a small circle of people you work with, and they get to they got to know me as a resident. So joining a staff was you know a very easy transition. That's awesome. You know, um, one of my dearest friends passed away ten years ago um, and was at the VA, and I had he was like my first like wonderful friend, and I would go to the VA every day and be with him. And I can't, I still to this day think about how amazing the care was and how great the people were and how, um, how safe I felt leaving him there every day, you know, that he was in good hands. It was, it was really wonderful. So I'm really proud of the VA here. In yeah, I think the system, you know, the, the system is set up to help these people, you know, there's a population that doesn't have access to healthcare if it wasn't for the VA. So I think that definitely serves a role for the community. And, and the thing that you get is, you know, the VA doctors also are USF doctors. They're doctors that work in other places. So you really are getting, I think, the best of the best. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So let's talk about um, how long have you been open now, your own office, and how many days a week are you there? So my private office, which is in downtown, we do um, basically two and a half days a week. Um, so I'm there to see consult, do procedures in the office, schedule surgeries, and then uh, Raquel is available the rest of the week for her uh, aesthetics clients. So she does facials, treatments, things like that, uh, mm -hmm. skin peels, just kind of things that, you know, again, she has her own dedicated time and space that she can do things on her own without me being there. I love that. Um, okay, so now I want to ask you about... Um, I mean, I, I love, it's been so long since I've actually been yeah. in aesthetic practice. I've been, um, you know, everything evolves, right? And I've, I've focused more on, on speaking at conferences and such and doing this media. But um, I've always been so encouraged by, you know, there's a lot of people what they think plastic surgery might be and what it actually is. And I remember that story that we did at Bay News 9 about that patient that, had lost so much weight and then did, didn't she like run a marathon? Yeah, she started running half marathons. It was fantastic. So she was um, very overweight. She came, you know, she started on a new nutrition plan. She, you didn't just, you know, go come on in 
Right, we'll fix it. I'll make you thin, <laughs> right? I mean, because that would be ideal. You, <laughs> you, you work, right? Work together with a plan, and then she just takes it to the limit and started running marathons. So, what what other like stories like that have you seen? Because I do know which when you have an insight as to what it's like inside of an aesthetic practice. You know, people, when they change their livelihood, when they change their life, when they get a divorce, when they um, move to a different state, they want to feel good. And, you know, how you feel inside should match how you look outside. I am of the mindset that it is way more important how you feel inside. I believe you feel the same way, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Yes, of course. So, (laughs) you know, I think the key to this is you want to look as good as you can. Um, you want to project your best self and if how you feel on the inside doesn't quite reflect what you're seeing on the outside and, and if there's something you can do that will make you feel better about things and yes I think that's a completely reasonable you know consideration to getting some sort of procedure done um, you know but at the same time you really have to it has to come from inside it can't come from the outside I mean you know what I mean so you can, external forces should not be pressuring you to do something that you would not normally do it needs to come from within Yes. This is something I want to do for myself. You're not doing it for anybody else. It really is for your own personal, you know, improvement. Yes. So I never, I'm like, go ahead, girl, or go ahead, boy. So you treat men and women. Of course. And you actually, and so, have, you have a big uh, male presence in your practice. Um, you know, I think that part of it is too that you have a uh, population in downtown Tampa that is again much a little bit younger generation so they're probably in their 20s 30s 40s and you see that there is a more of an acceptance for men to have cosmetic plastic you know procedures done and that could be something as simple as just trying botox or dysport or you know deciding they want to change the appearance of their nose or uh you know get some you know liposuction have a better contour it just depends on what it is but it's less of a taboo subject definitely not like us schleps here in Pinellas near the beach. Huh. No, there's no pressure at all. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's, um, you know, it's I... Just, it's always swimsuit season in Florida, so you can't really, have, you can't get the benefit of winters and hiding and behind sweatshirts. Exactly. Yeah, it's really true. I mean, I never even thought about it until I moved here. I'm like, oh my God, like I really pretty much always have to be sleeveless. Mm-hmm. So It's just too it, warm anyway. It is too warm. So um, I really love all the things that you do. Now tell me a little bit about, I'm sure that you've had to incorporate some type of telehealth and I'm a huge advocate for telehealth. So before you say anything to me about it, (laughs) I want to say what I have said on every show with every doctor that I work with today, if you do not incorporate telehealth into your practice, you will lose because nobody's going back to the way it was as soon as my parents could go on a Zoom or um, use telehealth with their doctors, they, you know, with their lovely Irish accents, were like, why would I ever go to the doctor again if I could just talk to him like that? <laughs> <laughs> now, and that said, I want to make sure I also say there's always going to be that need for the human touch. I, I've gotten cut off before when doctors, I start to say it and they're like, what do you mean? How am I going to do this? Yes. But there are a lot of things that we can do with telehealth. So what has that been like for you in your practice? Well, we definitely had to incorporate telehealth because it was, first of all, there are patients we need to follow up with that physically could not come in um, Mm -hmm. just for safety's sake. 
So if what we were doing is making sure that they're still doing okay, or we can get most of the evaluation done before we need to, then that prevents them from coming in. It prevents you know, undue crowding in the uh, waiting room for the people who do have to come in, and they feel more comfortable in their own home. So as a safety measure, I think telehealth is here to stay. And should be utilized more you know, for very specific conditions. I have a lot of doctors that are thrilled about telehealth because they are like, oh, there's so many things that I can do from here. There are so many things that you can't, but there are so many. And if it can be, even, I mean, even therapy, like anything, if you had a problem with going to therapy. Sometimes you have a visit that lasts five minutes. It probably took the person longer to drive there and drive back. So for moments like that, when you know, say, look, we just saved you a lot of time. I mean, everybody wins on that, in my opinion. Oh, I couldn't agree more. So as we are wrapping up, doctor, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience? I do love, by the way, your hashtag is typically we vacation where you, we, love, well, we live where you vacation. We live where you vacation. You are always like, I love seeing you on the beach. You know, you're usually getting a nice little staycation in. That's what we do. And I live five minutes from the beach. We still stay That's in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, I think things are getting back to normal slowly. Um, you know, we have restaurants open now. You know, I think the governor just recently allowed gyms to reopen, which a lot of people are very excited about. I think the main thing you still need to remember is that uh, we still need to be cautious. Uh, the virus is still out there. We don't um, know a whole lot about it because it's the first time our, we've ever encountered it. It's not like something we've gotten, you know, experience with. So we're learning as we're going. So uh, I still have my parents under very strict quarantine. Uh, people who, you know, go out, you know, wearing masks whenever feasible is, you know, a good idea. Um, and then just, you need to kind of do what's right for you and also for people around you that you don't know about. You know, you need to kind of be a little bit conscientious about other people who may have more health issues than you or more concerned than you. So, but yeah, the main thing, you know, I would say, just be nice to everyone. You know, it's, all, it's, it's a huge stress to the population. It's not just one group it's everybody's stressed out right now um, yeah and like you know if you have an opinion about what somebody else should be doing you'd probably be better off just keeping it to yeah. yourself yeah. I think, you know, yeah just take care of yourself and and then definitely take care like you said take care of your mental health it's may uh and then go and enjoy the outside we're allowed to be out there and so if you get a little cabin fever i think that's going to be the best fix just go for a nice walk um, I love I love it. Well, I'm so glad I got to see you. And I'm so great to see you. Yeah, it was so great to have you on the show. I'm so happy. And we'll put all the information about how to get in touch with you. I, I got my stamp of approval. I've had it for years now. I think that you are the greatest in Tampa Bay. So thank you so oh, much for being here. Thanks so much, Sharon. Stay safe. And of course, the, uh, say hi to the family. I sure will. You too. Bye.